tensions could get high in the mile high on Sunday. Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets head to Denver to take on Sean Payton and make him eat his words. It's a must win for gang green point blank period. The Jets need to take down the Broncos and get to two and three or their playoff hopes can quickly slip away from them in October. Kaz and I will preview the Jets Broncos matchup Sunday and make our predictions. It's coming up next on Gangs All Here from the New York Post. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only on Gangs All Here. We love it. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast. From the New York Post, Jake Brown here alongside Brian Costello. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and at Brian Cos. No guests today, but a big week for the Jets. And, you know, I know we keep saying must win, must win. This is a must win. At this point of the season, the Jets cannot fall to one and four and lose to these Broncos. And, Cos, it seems like a lifetime ago, but it still is a major storyline. We've been waiting for it. And it would have looked a lot better with Aaron Rodgers, that quarterback, because he'd be coming for Sean Payton's head. I would have predicted 42 to like to 20 if Aaron Rodgers was quarterback because he would be running up the score on Sean Payton. It'll be a Zach Wilson. It'll be a little bit different. But, you know, those quotes back in July, back in, you know, early training camp, cause it feels like a lifetime ago. But you have to imagine, you know, it's still ringing in the ears of Robert Sala and especially in the ear of Nathaniel Hackett as they prepare to head to Denver this week. Yeah, I think Jake Sala and Hackett, yeah, probably remember. I'm not sure how much the players care at this point. You know, it was a long time ago. I do think Rodgers would have been out for blood because Nathaniel Hackett's his guy. I'm not sure it's as big of a deal without Rodgers playing for the players. You know, I I do. it's obviously going to be a storyline. And if the Jets win, you know Nathaniel Hackett's getting a game ball. They're going to be celebrating for Nathaniel Hackett. But I do think... At one and three, this game has much bigger implications than just making Sean Payton eat his words. Uh, I think the Jets know that you know they need to get a win. Um, they played; they they had the rare loss where you felt good last week, but now they have to play like that and get the win. Uh, because uh, I don't I don't often go must win, Jake, but I'm with you on this one. This is as close as you get in October because if you're one and four facing the Eagles next week. You know, you started you starting to run out of chances to to make a run because uh, I, I I looked at the schedule, Jake. I kind of broke it down in my post plus newsletter this week, and you know, I think there's four games you look at where you don't give the Jets too much of a chance: the Eagles, at the Bills, and the two Dolphins games. Now, maybe they can sneak one of those Dolphins games, but you probably you figure they're going to lose a game you don't expect them to win. Uh, you expect them to win too, like you know, it, it, the the Texans beat them or something like that. So. That leaves you with a you know a lot of winnable games, but none of these games, Jake. I don't think you look at any of them and go, okay, that's an automatic win for the Jets at this point. So they've got to win these games that are kind of coin coin tosses, and the Broncos are one of those. Uh, they're they're the worst defense in the NFL, and they're giving obviously the Dolphins game skewed their numbers when they give up seventy points and seven hundred yards. 
but the Jets should be able to move the ball on this team. And then uh, we'll see against Russell Wilson how they do. Yeah, and we'll, I'll go a little bit later and do the simulator as we go through that schedule here, a way too early simulator of the schedule. But this is a big one. Yeah, if you if you forget the quotes, it was Sean Payton said, might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. And Aaron Rodgers responded to that with, I thought it was out of line and appropriate. I think he needs to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. Billy Turner called Sean Payton an effing bum with a hashtag bounty gate on Twitter. Salah said, you know, to the post this week from whatever we said at training camp and a football life that was like 20 years ago. That's a non topic, but obviously it's going to be a personal feel going back and cause, you know, it's a personal feel across the board here because this was a game last year that, in some ways, derailed the Jets' season. They lost Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker in the same game. Sure, they won 16-9, but they only found two wins after this game. And it was two injuries that clearly changed the season. They lost their playmaker and one of their best offensive linemen. So those guys are going in thinking, we want revenge. We want to stay on the field. And for Brees Hall, he's the big story. There's no more you know, limit on his touches. You know, I expect him to get 15 to 20 carries this week. And the Jets need him because last week, another big play, 40 plus yards when he played there last week, uh, last season, the 62 yard touchdown. He is a big playmaker and him being on the field healthy and now no more limits, no more touch counts, no nothing. Um, I expect him to have a have a pretty big week and a big rest of the season for this team. Yeah, if not now, when, Jake? The, the Broncos cannot stop the run. So the, 5.8 yards per carry against the run, which is second worst in the league. So the Jets should be going in there thinking they're going to run the ball down their throats. And I think Brees has shown you he, he's, you know, I haven't seen any ill effects of his injury. I think he looks fast. I think he's been running the ball well. I just think they've been, haven't been able to find a rhythm offensively with the run game. And then some of the substitution stuff drives me crazy, Jake. On the second series last week against Kansas City, first down, uh, Brees runs for 11 yards. Right. So then they get another first down. He throw they throw it to Brees in the flat for seven yards. Then they take him out and they put Dalvin Cook in. Right. And they hand him the ball and he gets not like, you know, stuffed. So I don't understand when Brees gets eleven yards and seven yards and two touches why he's out of the game on the third play. Like they just gotta ride him. You know, if he's if he looks good, ride him. And if Dalvin Cook can figure it out, ride him, you know, if he if he gets going. But right now, um Brees Hall's a home run hitter. We've seen that, Jake, in his two years here. He, he can break off big plays, and the Jets are going to need that. I don't think this offense is built right now to be methodical 12-play drives. I think they, they're going to need to break some big ones, and really Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson are the two guys that can do that for them. And what is Salah saying about Cook? He's, you know, I, I was thinking of MapQuest when he says his GPS numbers. It's like I mean, when it used to print MapQuest directions when you're going upstate New York or something. He said his GPS numbers show he's getting faster. Can you explain what that means? Sure. Yeah. They, everyone, every player, Jake, wears a vest underneath their uniform in practice and in the games that has a GPS in it. So if you see the next gen stats, right, you've seen like, oh, this guy hit 20 miles per hour. That's what that is. So they wear that to track it. And the teams, the teams track it in practice. So they can tell if a guy's dogging it. They can tell if a guy coming back from injury is getting faster. Like that was one of the things with Brees over the summer was he hit 22 miles an hour. They felt good about it. So that that's basically that when when you see those next gen stats, that's where that's coming from, and it's they they sometimes you'll see you'll see a picture of a guy and it almost looks like a sports project. Like if you've ever seen a picture of a guy from practice, 
that's what that is. And yeah, so he says Cook's numbers are good. Uh, I mean, the eye test, he ain't passing the eye test right now. I don't know what his GPS numbers are, but he just doesn't, he doesn't look very good to me right now. Yeah, he's been taking an alternate route. He's been, you know, he hasn't been following the exact route through his GPS. And he's got to be better because Brace is, is the head guy. But, you know, they paid him. You know, you didn't like it. I liked it. You you hated them paying all that money. And you're looking right right now. It's looking like way too much money for a guy who can't get more than a three-yard gain ever. So he needs a couple of breakout plays. Like we said, this Broncos defense, worse in the league. They've given up almost six yards a carry to running back, second worst in the league. They've been terrible, and obviously 70-point game will play that, but they gave up, you know, they lost 35-33 to the Commanders, who are world beaters. They gave up 330-plus yards to Justin Fields last week, who couldn't figure it out all year, and they squeaked by with Sean Payton's first win by a field goal against the Bears. So, you know, this is, you know, a big game for the Jets. It's a big game for the Broncos here as well, who are, you know, trying to stay relevant in their own in their own right. And the Jets, when they played them, they went up against Brett Ripien. They didn't face Russell Wilson last year, so... You know, Russell Wilson has been pretty good so far this season. He has been a problem. It's been the defense, like we said, but Jets haven't got to face Russ. So now we get the Wilson versus Wilson test on the defensive side for the Jets. Now they'll be without Brandon Eccles, correct? But uh, DJ Reed could play. Is that the expectation? So it is a concussion, Jake. You know, Salas on Wednesday said he's optimistic, but Salas, the same guy a few weeks ago, was optimistic about Dwayne Brown. So... Yeah, we'll have to see how the week progresses. You know, DJ didn't leave the game. He felt symptoms Monday and they diagnosed him with concussion. So we'll see. Yeah, if Reed can't play, that's a big loss, right? Because Eccles would step in that. And so now you're down to probably Bryce Hall, your third string corner there, which that could be dicey. Uh, so, but you know what's fascinating, Jake? Like this is just a quirky little thing. The Jets have now faced the Broncos three straight years in Denver. This will be the third straight year. Three different coaches and three different quarterbacks. Right, like how that like I I I, I I I venture that wouldn't has probably not happened, especially outside the division. Like I can't think of it if how that could have happened. You know, so crazy. So like they've they're very familiar with them, but it really I saw yesterday it doesn't help them all because they it's a completely different scheme uh, that they faced. And you know what's only happened one other time is a coach fired in his first season before the season even ends. And that's Nathaniel Hackett. So I, I think he's coming out for blood. Like, I think we're going to see a reverse. Uh, we're going to see is a coming out for blood. Oh, God. He's going to get Hardman involved. He's going to dial up the best calling just, week of his life against uh, the how Broncos. You just, how about you let Zach pass on first down like he did last week? You know, get they got to get Zach confident early, then ride Brees a little bit. You know, I, I and how about, you know, I, I think that the Jets need to get a memo from the NFL. You are allowed to score in the first quarter, Jake. I, I'm not sure the Jets are aware of this. But yeah, they they I think it's I, they're getting blown out in the first quarter right now. They, they got to come out firing, like you said, Zach. He's the other big storyline because we said last week, great story. He you know the the headlines were down this week. We didn't have to. There wasn't much murmuring and chattering. He's got to come out and ball because if you follow that Chief performance with a classic Zach Wilson two three interception performance, you know the talk will begin back. again going into we're Eagles back. week, and then you go into the bye week. Thinking, oh, do we do we make the switch to Trevor Simeon? This is a statement game for Zach. We're back to Jake talking about will the Chiefs trade Patrick Mahomes to the to the Jets maybe at the deadline? <laughs> Could that happen? Or we're gonna be Listen, you put Tannehill at one percent last week. You put Tannehill at one percent. <laughs> I did. Yeah, no, I I, I he's got to build on it, Jake, and it's a big week for Zach. He 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 finally had a good moment, a good week, quieted the doubters, but you can see how this goes week to week, right? Like, you know, I, I, everyone 
everyone's freaking out about the Giants this week. And, and if, if the Jets stumble Sunday in Denver, people will be freaking out about the Jets again on Monday. That's how it works. So I do think, though, that they they kind of figured it out a little bit against the Chiefs. With The play calling was much better. It gave them some chances. Zach looked more confident. So I would think he'd go into this game with a little bit more confidence. And again, this is what he needs. It's a bad defense. So he should be able to take advantage. The Jets should be as a whole should be able to take advantage of this defense. Yeah, I mean, we could critique Evan Neal here without flipping a burger. I don't even know how you flip a hot dog. Is that is that is yeah, that the thing? I, yeah, flipping a hot that, dog? That, yeah, I don't I don't know how you flip a hot dog, Jake. That was that was spin a hot dog. Maybe I don't know if you could flip. If you yeah, flip you it. roll it. You roll it. You know, you roll it over. But yeah, it, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the best quote in the world. Uh, well, in Denver, they roll blunts, not hot dogs, very well over there in the Mile High City. As the Jets go in as one and a half point underdogs and. You know, for Zach, Zach last year played mistake-free, but listen, the Jets' defense dominated that game last year. The Jets' defense hasn't really put up dominant efforts so far this season. Outside of the Buffalo game, they were fantastic, obviously, but last week was questionable. They started off bad. You put your team in a big hole early, and they had to fight back. Cause you know, against a Broncos team that has not looked good this season, the Jets have to have a statement game. You know, maybe this is the week we get, you know, defensive touchdown, but they got to come out firing and and contain Russell Wilson, contain him on the ground. He's a quarterback who can run loose if you give him open space. So this is a big statement game, not just for Zach to have a repeat performance, but for the defense to uh, come out slinging and not give up points early. Yeah. I mean, Russell hasn't played bad, Jake. When you look at it, he's playing okay. Sean Payton obviously is a great offensive coach. So, this is a challenge for the Jets' defense. And the thing that jumps out to me, Jake, is the amount of um, explosive plays the Jets are giving up. That's what's really killing them right now. I think it's like 20 explosive plays they've given up and and some big ones. Uh, New England, the tight end, catching that ball for a touchdown. Then last week, Pacheco runs. I know there was a holding on there that they didn't call, but he still ran 49 yards for a touchdown. And then the um, – the play to the other tight end play, you know, they're, they're just giving up a lot of explosive plays right now, which that's kind of the basis of the Jets defense is don't give up those plays, right? Keep everything in front of you. They're, they're willing to give you the little stuff underneath all day long. Now the Cowboys used it to beat them a few weeks ago, but most teams can't stay that patient. So what the Jets do is they try to lull you and then hope you're going to take a shot and make a mistake. Like Mahomes did last week, uh, twice, but, you know, they, they're giving up these explosive plays, Jake, and that's killing them. So I, I'm, you know, asking around there, say, oh, it's communication. We got to communicate better. You know, can they, get, can they get on the same page this week and not have those big, huge plays giving up? Because because they'll that'll be trouble if the Broncos are hitting those. Yeah, and if DJ Reed is out, it's a problem because this is a Broncos team that's without their starting running back. Last year, the Jets don't face their starting quarterback. This year, they won't face their starting running back. Undrafted rookie Julio McLaughlin is starting. Um, no relation to Sarah. And, you know, we'll see if, you know, what he does, but they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to let Russ cook. He's going to throw the ball 30, 35, maybe even more times. And if Reed's out, you know, the Jets, you know, the Jets have only blitzed 19% of the time, which is one of the least in the NFL this season, cause they have not blitzed a lot. If they're without DJ Reed, I don't expect them to blitz much either. That's them, though, Jake. They never blitz. Like that's Sal's defense is cover three, cause a lot of zone don't. You know, they blitz sometimes on third downs. But if you remember last year, that was what led to Quinn and yelling at the coach on the sideline. He was all like, why are you blitzing? Like, because they, they they feel like they can get home with their front four with whoever's up there. They haven't yet. They haven't done enough of it yet. 
they're getting a lot of pressure, Jake, though. The sacks aren't coming, but because teams are getting the ball quick against them. But I mean, their pressure numbers are really good. And like Bryce Huff has been really disruptive. Quinnen's been really disruptive. JFM has been really disruptive. They, they've done a good job. The sack numbers aren't there, but they, they've been in like Patrick Mahomes was throwing off his back foot a lot last week. So I, I just I think they will get there at some point with the sacks. But teams, the, the book clearly on the Jets is get the ball to your hands quick. Uh, do run the short stuff, find holes in the zone. Uh, so we'll see how Russell Wilson can do it with that. And they're not sure when it comes to receivers, you know, Marvin Mims, Jerry, Judy, Corlin Sutton. Um, but it is a defense who struggles against tight ends. They gave two touchdowns to Cole Komet last week. So the Jets got to get, like we keep saying, get these tight ends involved. You finally saw Rucker a couple catches last week. You saw Conklin have a big game. You saw Uzama finally have a touchdown. So Get your three tight ends involved against this Broncos bad defense. This has got to be a coming out party for the Jets. And, you know, a future, maybe after the bye, a future Jets quarterback is on the call, Matt Ryan, with uh, Andrew Catalan and Tiki Barber. So, you know, some some people claim Tiki's a, a Jet hater. I don't know if that's the case, but I know Beningo and, and Tiki had a blow up on the fan. Although some of that seemed a little staged, uh, but it was pretty entertaining to see Tiki throw his uh, headphones down. And as Benigo said, you want analysis? Are you doing to the Jets? You're not watching the game. You were in D.C. watching the Commanders. Uh, so that was a terrible Joe impression. But some fans might have it on mute, but I'll, I'll be tuned in. 425 CBS Jets getting no respect as one and a half point underdogs. But with one and three record, you understand it. The over under is 40 points. Cause I, I feel like this is finally the week I'm going to hear you take the Jets outside. Of, I think you took them in uh, week one. Them, I had a week one. Week, week one. one. I took them against Buffalo. Them week one. I was right yeah, there. Yeah. You're you right. Yeah. I just want to say, Jake, I'm perfect so far record wise. I don't think against. I I think I lost last week against the spread, but record straight up, I'm perfect. You know, the I kept asking myself, Jake, before last week, would it be better for the Jets if the Broncos won in Chicago or lost in Chicago? Like. What what would be the better scenario? With an 0- I think it's better that they won. So like with an zero four Broncos team coming in, would they be desperate this week, or or if they win, do they do they feel like they gained some confidence and they found something? So I, that was my debate, and I you know I think Jake they may have found something in Chicago. I I do think offensively they played pretty well. So I th- I'm I think Russ might be able to have some success here. I think it's like look I think this is a complete toss up game. Like there's both of these teams are struggling. I know the Jets had a great, well, I won't take great back. They had a good offensive performance last week. I think we've overstated things a little bit with Zach through for 245 yards and we're acting like it was 600 yards, but can they do it again, Jake? Can they do it again? I think the offense might be okay. I think the defense is going to, is going to have a bad day. So I'm going Broncos 27, Jets 24, Jake. Come on. Oh my God! Even for this one, I thought this was the one. Oh, if you had taken this game, you might take him again. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when I'm picking the Jets again, Jake. Because it's just—it's either the Giants or the Raiders. I don't think they can win. It's not that I don't think they can win again, but I I, just—it's have a hard time picking them. All right, negative Nancy over here. Of course, I'm taking the Jets. You saw Zach perform last year. He went into Denver, only needed 124 yards and one big breeze run and a great defensive effort. If he could against do Brett Rippin against Brett Rippin against Brett Rippin, yes. But if Zach could have somewhat of a 200 yard game, Breeze could run for 80. You get 50 from Dalvin. Give me a hundred plus yards on the ground. 50 from Dalvin. 50. 
He doesn't have 50 yards this season yet. <laughs> All right. So give me 90 from Brees and 30 from Dalvin. Give me 120 plus on the ground. Give me 200 plus in the air. And give me a turnover on defense. The Jets are going into Denver and saving their season. And there is no doubt about it. Lock of the week. Jets Lock 20. Of the week. Jets 20. Broncos 13. The Jets win by a touchdown. There is no way they lose this game. They know what it means. They want blood. They're coming for Payton's head. And I think the team will rally around their offensive coordinator, all the smack talk that was given to him. Listen, there's people in that building who don't even know who he was because he wasn't there long enough. So Nathaniel Hackett's going to go back, reintroduce himself to the ushers, to the employees, the people who never he never got to meet because he was gone after week 16. And he'll say, take this, suckers. Jets win 2013. Save their season. Come home. Face the Eagles, and that game might, might get ugly. But the Eagles will be due for a loss, so we'll we'll preview that game oh, next week. Yeah, but there you go. I don't yeah. I don't look it's too far loss. ahead, but listen, go to the bye two and four versus one and five is the tale of two different seasons. So I think the Jets know what's at hand, what's at task. They get it done and get the win. We'll close this episode of Gangs All Here next. Thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep. Uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Uh, of course, Kaz had to take the Broncos. Doom and gloom. I just think if the Jets regress and are a different team than last week, it's going to be a major problem. And I really think they got to use that as motivation. What Sean Payton said about Hackett and what he said about the coaching job last year. And if he's not dialing up the best plays he's ever dialed up for Zach Wilson, then the Jets are doomed. This is a game, if you cannot win, there's no, we shouldn't under the word playoffs. If you cannot go in and beat a Broncos team that's given up a 70-point game, it's the worst defense in the league, this is a must win. And you have to establish the run. And Brees Hall, he's got vengeance out there too, because he knows what happened last year. He tore the ACL last year in this game in Denver, almost exactly a year ago. He's going back there and thinking, I want blood. I want to play the entire game. I want to run and I want the ball 20 times. He also has that, you know, the one Jets drive special about his comeback out today now. So I think Brees is due for a monster, monster game. And the defense is going to come from Russell's head. They got to come out cooking. They can't let Russ cook. They got to cook. And I know they trust their secondary and they trust their defensive line. That's why they don't blitz a lot. I want to see some more blitzes. I want to see them attack Russ and force him into some bad decisions. And if you have an interception, CJ Mosley, catch it. If you got an interception sauce, catch it. Bring it home. Maybe this is the week we finally see a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. You know, Xavier Gibson got involved in offense last year, may, last week. Maybe this is a week he scores a touchdown once again. So I think we're going to see some touchdown from an unlikely hero, and we're going to see the Jets prevail in this game. It's just too massive a game when you look at this schedule. And you want to simulate, you know, the schedule. Okay, let's just let's have some fun here in the close. Say they win this, the two and three. They lose to the Eagles two and four. Say they beat the Giants because that's a toss-up game three and four. At home against the Chargers, we'll say they lose three and five. Beat the Raiders four and five. Lose the Bills four and six. Let's say they beat the Dolphins Black Friday at home five and six. Beat the Falcons at home six and six. Beat the Texans seven and six. Lose to the Dolphins seven and seven. Beat the Commanders eight and seven. Beat the Browns nine and seven. That means against the Patriots, you could be going for ten and seven at a playoff spot. If we go by that standard, let's do another. Let's do another round just for the fun. Let's draw it up here again. Win 
two and three, lose the Eagles two and four, beat the Giants three and four. Let's say they beat the Chargers at home, Monday Night Football four and four, beat the Raiders five and four, lose to the Bills five and five. Let's say they lose to the Dolphins five and six, beat the Falcons six and six, beat the Texans seven and six. Let's say they lose again to the Dolphins seven and seven, beat the Commanders eight and seven, beat the Browns nine and seven. And they at the Patriots for 10 and 7. So you have some flexibility here if you do win this game where, like, you can lose to the Dolphins twice and still make the playoffs. You know, you can lose that last Patriots game and still get in maybe at 9 and 8. You can lose that Browns game that beat the Patriots, get in 9 and 8. So there's different routes you get in when you win this game and you beat the team you should. Now, it's obviously looking ahead. There's injuries. I know, I know, I know. But you lose this game, that writes off anything I just said. So this is massive. Go win 2013 Jets. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As that says, adios, episode 154, Gangs All Here, Jets podcast from New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartsfeld for being producing the show. Shorter episode today. I'm under the weather. Clearly, you can hear my voice. Sound like Squidward. I did play the clarinet growing up, so it all makes sense. Something's going around. I've been fighting a cold all week, congested, bit of a cough been inside four days essentially now it is killing me can't do anything and it's annoying because the weather's been good and i've just been trapped inside catch up on all old episodes on apple Podcasts, spotify google amazon wherever you get podcasts or search for gangs all here and find that gangs all here playlist on the new york post sports youtube page subscribe there comment below thumbs up below comment below with your predictions for jets broncos let us know let me know on twitter at jake brown radio and at Brian Cos. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back first thing Monday morning. We'll record the post-game show Sunday night. First thing Monday morning, we'll drop a new episode. Evan Roberts will be on next week on next Thursday's episode. So stay tuned for Evan Roberts. And Monday, 5 a.m., new episode will drop. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take gags all here. Go to Denver. Go to the mile high and ride high with a victory. Don't beat the Broncos. We'll talk to you Monday. She was sick, so I made her ramen noodles. I forgot to put the flavor packet in there, though. Oh, no. (laughs)